0: Patterns of glomerular disease that just don't fit. What about patterns of glomerular diseases, manifest by hematuria and or proteinuria, for example, that don't seem to fit neatly in any known category or classification? In essence, a glomerular pattern looking for a name or a disease or at least a pathogenesis. Where do we put it and what do we tell the busy clinician? Do we waffle give an expanded differential diagnosis, or try to push it hard into some diagnostic classification. The nephrologist may want and need an exact disease classification and name. We've all seen cases like this, and the question is always, is it an outlier of a specific known disease, or is it some undescribed disease entity? What do we do? I'm not sure I have the answer, and opinions may vary, but I think we can do something. We can give a good description, usually, but sometimes it's still difficult to do even that, combining the clinical history, laboratory findings, LIGHT, EM, and IF. We can tell the nephrologist what it isn't, for example, not diabetes, or some other obvious renal pattern like FSGS or membranous GN. If there are immune complexes manifested by electron-dense glomerular deposits, although these may be difficult sometimes to distinguish from hyaline or plasmatic insudation, a topic for another podcast, and if they are bright by immunofluorescence and no other obvious pathogenesis, then we could consider the nonspecific or difficult-to-describe glomerular process as an immune-complex glomerulonephritis OSS of some sort if the patient has severe proteinuria nephrotic syndrome and the immune complex nature of the process is the least objectionable diagnosis and one is worried about the continuous severe proteinuria which is not good for a patient for a number of reasons you know then a course of steroids and an immunosuppressive agents all things considered could be attempted at least you can try to help the nephrologist with what to do next therapy, or follow-up only. It may be that the diagnosis is unclear at the time of the first initial biopsy, but with continuous evidence of renal disease, that's progressive, then a second biopsy may indeed reveal a distinct diagnostic pattern. This may indicate that the original biopsy was just an early form of the subsequent, easier to classify glomerular process. Of course, as my colleagues always tell me, it is of supreme importance to try to classify, fit the renal biopsy findings into a distinct, non-waffling diagnosis, and not just what to do next without a specific name or a lesion. It is better, for example, in a lupus case, to call some hypercellularity in Bowman's space a true crescent. Or could it be a pseudo-crescent, as one would see with a collapsing glomerulosclerosis? Is it better to have a false positive or a false negative? Dick Kempson, one of the great surgical pathologists a few years ago, told me that he would often consider strongly what his diagnosis would be for the patient in terms of the clinician's treatment and what he thought, all things equal, ceteris, paribus, would be best for the patient. In the example of hypercellularity in Bowman's space, since our definitions for a crescent are just not very good and there's no unequivocal stain for crescents, other than maybe fibrin by IF in Bowman's space or breaks in the GBM by silver stain, I'd err on the side of calling them true crescents. Obviously, I'd also look around for other glomerular signs of lupus activity which might make it easier. Maybe the patient's biopsy shows both crescents and pseudocrescents. Of course, as noted in another podcast, if you don't know what something is, show it around for ideas. And if you don't know what it is now, you'll undoubtedly see it again and again and be in the same boat, and that's frustrating. I wish I could do better, but that's where I'm stuck. Is it better to push or pull? Your decision. Thank you for listening. This podcast and more can be found in the iTunes and Google Play stores. For more information and educational programming like this, follow us on Facebook and Twitter, or visit us on the web at arcanalabs.com.